Have you been trying to eat clean in order to lose some weight and be healthier? And do you find yourself looking forward to cheat days, perhaps a bit more than those days where you're eating clean? Well, this may actually be a sign that clean eating is bad for you. Not sure what I mean by that? Well, in this episode, I explain exactly what that means, the three signs that clean eating may be bad for you, and what you want to do instead. So, if you want to achieve lasting weight loss, if you want to feel really good about your body, and you want to heal your relationship with food, even better, have a healthy relationship with food, well, This is an episode you're going to want to listen to from beginning to end. So, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang. And this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 174. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So, I want to talk about clean eating today and whether or not you are showing signs that clean eating is a problem for you. And I've identified three of them. So, before we get into that, first, let's talk about the definition of clean eating. So as I go through and discuss the different aspects of clean eating with you today in this episode, what are your thoughts? First thing is, again, what does clean eating mean to you? So for me, the simplest, clearest definition that I could find is that clean eating is eating foods that are as close to their natural state as possible preferably organic, and most likely with minimal use of any chemical additives or preservatives. So as you're listening today, if I sound a little congested, it's because I have a cold. And while I'm talking, I'm actually sucking on a, on a cough drop. So, <laughs> all right. So first thing again, the simplest, clearest definition of clean eating that I could find is eating foods that are as close to their natural state as possible, preferably organic, and most likely with minimal use of any chemical additives and preservatives. So what does that mean? That means that you're eating lots of whole foods, real food like veggies, fruit, whole grains, animal and plant-based protein, nuts, seeds, and oils. 
Okay. It also means that you're, you're eating minimally processed and not packaged goods. So things that are originating from a factory. So when I say minimally processed, that would exclude things like deli meats. It would exclude things like bacon, cookies, anything that comes in a plastic wrap with a ton of ingredients listed. The third thing would be cooking at home and finding high quality ingredients to use when you're cooking. In other words, you want to know what's going into the food that you're eating and the best way to control that is through cooking at home or is by cooking at home. So when we boil it all down, if clean eating gets you to ask the question, where is this food coming from? If it gets you to read labels and if it actually gets you to maybe learn a little bit more about nutrition so you can actually discern whether or not the food that you're eating is going to provide the nutrition your body needs, then I'm all for it. So when is clean eating a problem? So I found there are three signs that I really want you to be aware of. The first is, as I list off all this stuff, you got to cook at home, you got to find all this food that's organic and all that good stuff, and it's expensive, and you have to cook, you don't have time to actually cook. If you find yourself feeling overwhelmed, in other words, sneaky thoughts like, there's a right way to do it and you should be eating this way. Then this whole idea, this notion of clean eating may be a problem for you. If you don't have access, easy access to all this high quality food, then it becomes a problem. Especially if you find yourself feeling guilty and beating yourself up. Because not only are you now not eating clean, you're actually exacerbating it. You're piling on top of that judgment that you're supposed to eat clean in order to lose weight by beating yourself up, which doesn't feel good and may actually trigger you to eat something to feel better. <laughs> and in which case, you're now trying to solve a non-hunger problem with food. And you might end up even having those, those thoughts like, well, screw it. <laughs> I'm just going to eat this instead, which again, doesn't really serve us. So later on in this episode, I'm going to help you understand what you can do instead. All right. Now, the second sign, and this is a big one, is because you're eating clean, you then find yourself needing a cheat day. So when I went on Instagram just this past weekend, and I did a hashtag search on eat clean, 60 million posts came up with the hashtag eat clean. When I did clean eating, an additional 47 million posts came up. And then when I did a hashtag search on cheat day, I got 4.5 million posts. So clearly, there are a percentage of folks, a pretty significant one, 
that think about cheat days. So when I go back to like what's not clean eating, if you're eating ice cream or french fries or cookies or cake, drinking soda, having pie, eating bacon, chips, candy, chocolate. Well, maybe a couple of pieces of dark chocolate might count, but otherwise, all of those items would be things that you would need to save for your cheat day. And when you're doing that, to me, that's a sign that you've actually crossed over to thinking about food in a way that doesn't serve you. And what do I mean by that? Well, we want to be really mindful of the relationship that we have with food. And when I look at diet culture, and I've struggled with this for a while, but ultimately the reason that I have issues or concerns with diet culture is because it really glorifies and praises being thin. That's the first thing. And then it equates being thin with health and with, for lack of a better term, moral virtue. So in other words, somehow people who are thin are better. Somehow people who are thin are deemed more attractive, are literally worth more, higher value. So we're attaching, in other words, we're attaching our value, our self-worth to the size and shape of our body. And that's where I think we get into real trouble. So now, think about it this way. If we're truly trying to lose weight, and I, and really, whether you want to lose weight or not, I, it doesn't matter to me. Do I care that you're healthy? Yes. If I could unzip you and look at you on the inside, are you healthy? This is what I care about. So size and shape of your body, uh, not so much, okay? The other thing I really care about, and I can't unzip your mental health and your emotional health, but that's the other thing. I do not want you to try to lose weight for your physical health at the expense of your emotional and mental well-being. And that's where I think clean eating, as it's been sort of taken over by the diet culture and the weight loss industry, say, that's where we're getting ourselves into trouble because there's a lot of money to be made in helping people lose weight. And if you're coming from this place of, I need to lose weight so that I can feel better about myself. This is really where we're getting our, in, ourselves into trouble. So that's the third sign that clean eating is a problem for you, is if you find yourself telling yourself, I need to eat clean in order to lose weight so I can feel better about myself. I will challenge the premise of that every single time I hear it. Because what it is based on, again, is this idea that you have to lose weight in order to feel better about yourself. That's simply not true. So this is, this is really when you, when you catch yourself saying things like this, I want you to pause and reflect. 
I want you to pause and ask yourself, is this true? Is this kind? Is this helpful? And is this necessary? And the answer to the first question is, it's not true. You do not need to lose weight in order to feel better about yourself. Now, you may, and let me clarify here, you may need to lose some weight in order to feel better. In other words, if you have extra weight that is putting pressure on, say, your knees, and by losing 50 pounds, you're reducing the stress on your knees, which is creating a lot of pain for you. If it's causing pain, and by losing weight, you'll feel better, that I'm all for. Okay, we're talking about something orthopedic in nature. That's different, again, from feeling better about yourself. So this goes gets tied into body image stuff, right? And we want to talk about our relationship with food. I'm always looking for balance. I want you to experience joyful eating, not a relationship with food that is riddled with the food police and nutrition informants basically judging what you're eating as good or bad and then as a result of what you've eaten triggering feelings of things like guilt and shame because those thoughts don't serve us. Those thoughts are the ones that, as Brene Brown would say, are the ones that we actually want to bring to the light because when you bring it to the light, we get to objectively observe and question. We get to share and connect on a much deeper level so that you know you're not alone, that we all have these feelings. And honestly, there's nothing, nothing to be ashamed about. Because there's this whole area of treating ourselves better and feeling good and, and really believing that you deserve to feel better. It's a really complex knot that we need to untangle. And so if you pull on one thread and you find yourself hitting little snags and knots, that's okay. We all have that. What I want you to do is be patient and understand that you're not the only one, that we all have these knots that we're trying to untangle. Okay, so... If you find yourself feeling overwhelmed, whether it's because you don't have easy access to all this high-quality, nutrient-dense food, right, or if maybe access isn't so much about you can't get to it because you don't have a Whole Foods nearby, but rather you find it really expensive, or you just don't have time to cook, right? If you catch yourself feeling overwhelmed, I want you to do a Marie Forleo thing, which is to tell yourself, I don't do overwhelm. And instead, do your best to eat food and not food-like substances. And so if you don't know what that means, there is a book by Michael Pollan. It's titled Food Rules. It's a really quick read. It's a small book, the paperback, and it's maybe like 120 pages. And I found that it really helps to illuminate the criteria that you want to use 
to determine whether something is food or food or food like substance. Okay, so I think it's like a $5 book. And again, it's called Food Rules by Michael Pollan. I will provide a link in the show notes to it. So do your best to eat food and not food like substances. Number two, if you catch yourself feeling like you need a cheat day, I want you to think in terms of a continuum instead. I want you to look for things that are sustainable. Mix in foods that you enjoy eating. I think the more you allow yourself to simply enjoy it, you're not triggering that state of scarcity that makes you crave it, that makes you want it more. If every time you gave yourself permission to go ahead and have it, have it and know that when you've eaten until you're comfortably full, you're going to stop because you want to honor your body. And then know that when you get hungry and you can always have more if you want more, you may want to front load the foods that are more nutrient dense that might actually reduce your physical craving for certain foods. And then by giving yourself permission to have it later, you just have to do a little bit of delayed gratification. Giving yourself permission to have it a little later will basically tamp down on that psychological scarcity that we want to avoid having, okay? And then number three is if you find yourself saying, I have to eat clean in order to lose weight so I can feel good about myself. If you catch yourself thinking that, I want you to try replacing it with this. So if you catch yourself saying it, say, "Mm, hold on, I want to try this instead. I'm choosing to eat this food because I deserve to feel better and I'm worth the effort. And trust me, that's going to feel a lot better. So if you're not driving, if you have a pen and pencil and a post-it note handy, I want you to write this down. I'm choosing to eat this food because I deserve to feel better and I'm worth the effort. When you repeat that again and again, we're going to replace those thoughts that don't serve you with the ones that do. And the actions may be the same, but the emotions behind them are going to be different. And as a result of aligning your thoughts and your interpretations with that emotion and that action, you'll find that it'll be much easier and much more sustainable and more a habit than an exercise in willpower or a jarring change that you're doing almost as punishment to yourself. I want you to do it from a place of love. I want you to experience joyful eating where you have a healthy relationship with food and you get to savor every bite, every morsel every choice that you're making. All right? So if you have one of those three signs that clean eating is a problem for you, in other words, if you find the whole idea around it overwhelming, if you are needing cheat days in order to do the clean eating, or if you have that thought that in order to feel better about yourself, you have to lose weight, and you would like some coaching, 
I encourage you, I implore you, <laughs> I beseech you to go to my website, moxie-club.com, click on Work with Amy, and schedule a free mini coaching session with me. I would love to help you reframe the thoughts that you have around clean eating or losing weight so that you're coming from this place of self-love as opposed to really anything else. All right. So I'm going to wrap things up today with a quote by Toni Morrison. Definitions belong to the definers, not the defined. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. Thank you.